How's it going, guys? Tyler Solberg with the Solberg Performance Training Podcast, and today is episode number four, and we're going to do it Q&A style, just like we did the last time on the, on the last solo episode for episode two. And today I got some questions from my sister that she wrote for me, and then a couple of other ones that I got from a Q&A that I did on social media, and hopefully they will be helpful to you. Um, the first one I got here, it says, how do you keep yourself motivated to stay on track? Or do you have tips to help others? Um, I would say the biggest thing in keeping yourself motivated is just going to be having a sense of purpose and a reason why you're doing something. You know, I always watch people on, on social media and trainers always will talk about, you know, motivation, motivation, motivation. Um, what we're really looking for is people to have these internal reasons and external too. You know, there's nothing wrong with cha- like training for for vanity or anything like that. But you want to have like these internal you know, drivers and motivators for yourself to do things when you don't want to do them. So I would say over time, you know, it's really important to like sit down with yourself and, you know, really remind yourself why this is important to you. Yeah. Like it's important because you're going to look better and feel better in these things, but you know, why is it important? You know, is it attached to, I want to be a better spouse, a better, you know, uh, dad, things like that. Why, why do you need to show up to the gym? Why do you need to take care of yourself? Who, who are the other people that count on you? Why is it important? Um, I would say that's the biggest thing for me. I stay motivated because I'm just like really, I'm really fueled by helping people. Um, so I guess what I do to keep my myself motivated is just like build a big community of people trying to like accomplish big things. And um, I just really try to borrow a lot of my energy from them and, and like their accomplishments. So um, I would say that would be one thing. Um, another thing too, is just like making, putting simple structures in place in your daily routine helps you stay motivated to giving yourself some variety. So you make sure you're not just, you know, the working out piece is important, but making sure you're not just solely focusing on the workouts, you know, getting some walks in to reduce stress or, you know, getting some yoga or flexibility work in to help yourself relax. Or, you know, are you looking at your sleep? Are you looking at your nutrition? Are you cooking things that, are enjoyable um, and that you like to eat. You know, that's probably the easiest way I would say that you can keep yourself motivated is just making sure that you have variety in, in your practices and you have a deep internal motivator on why you're doing it in the first place. So what are the what are the biggest misconceptions about health? Um, I would say as it as it pertains to health, um, fitness is like a big part of health. But I would say one of the things that I've noticed recently is there's a lot of people that have medical issues that are trying to fix them with fitness. Um, Definitely fitness is like a a very large piece in your health, right? Like moving and, um, and, and, you know, eating good food and, and sleeping and doing those things are very important. But, you know, some of the people I've worked with in the past really try to use fitness to like treat like some back problem, that like <laughs> that they should have gone to a sports medicine doctor or a PT for, or, you know, had like an old shoulder injury. They never got treated or rehabilitated and they try to use fitness as a way to fix that. Or, you know, one that kind of goes a little bit deeper is like, you know, if someone's depressed and, and they don't feel good about their body and <laughs> where they're at and they use fitness as kind of like a thing is this, you know, when, when I get my body right, this is going to be the thing that gets me out of, 
you know, how I feel about myself and, and my life. And, and that's, that's another thing too. I think like fitness is really important for all those things, but I think to act like, you know, you should use fitness to treat a medical problem is a little misguided. It should be definitely done alongside, but it's not, you know, the, the, the fix all, I guess. Okay. So let's keep going here. Um, these are some of the ones from the Q and A. Oh, okay. So this one must be from like a, a fitness professional here. So how do you connect with customers and find your niche, uh, your niche? And I would say for this one, like the biggest way that I connect with customers is just making sure I speak their language. Um, you know, as, as fitness trainers, we're all in like a community of our peers, right? Like strength conditioning and fitness and, you know, PTs and chiropractors, like we all kind of share this like space on social media and we all interact and we tend to talk in very jargony technical terms, which is great for when we're talking to our peers. Um, but it's not very good when you're trying to connect with the daily average person that like looks at, you know, like says words like tone and shed belly fat. And I, I see a lot of, <laughs> a lot of trainers and people that own their business, like in an attempt to like look respectable to their peers not modify their language and therefore they do not reach their target audience. So I would say like the biggest way that I connect with customers is just making sure that I speak their language. Like I know in my head what I'm trying to accomplish with them and where I want to take them, but I don't let like the language barrier and like feeling like I need to correct them or like act like I, I am the all knowing source in like health and fitness um, be the thing that gets in the way of their progress. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot of, um, fitness professionals do that with clients where they're like, they're trying so hard to sound smart that, that like the, the, you know, their customer, their, their client has no idea what the hell they're talking about. Okay. You know, drop, drop hypertrophy, drop all these technical terms and verbiage when you're talking to people and just get to the root of like why they want to do things and what their goal is and help them do it and speak their language. So I would say that's the biggest way you can find your, your niche and connect with customers. Okay. How do you keep yourself organized as a business owner? I am a big systems guy. Like when you look at um, the way my app set up, I'm like, Hey, you only got to do four things. You got to track your progress. You know, you got to look at your nutrition habits. You got to look at your workouts and you got to look at um, your walks, right? Things like that. So it's like something for ESD or general movement. Okay. Um, I try to apply that to my business structure. So like when I'm, I'm looking at like my daily tasks, I have, you know, my emails, I have the app that I have to check, you know, I have to check for like daily messages that I have with the clients. Cause you know, I'm only supposed to, <laughs> to, to have my 15 um, minutes weekly that I meet with clients, but you know, I, I, I definitely talk to them all day, every day. That's what I do. So, you know, I have the app piece where I have like my, my weekly coaching calls with people, but then I also have interaction through the app over message. Okay. So those are two, those are the three pieces right now. So I got to do email. I got to, you know, text my, my customers and my clients, and then I got to meet with them and schedule weekly meetings, um, to, you know, to, to set that up so that we can talk about the progress of the program. And then from there, there's, you know, just basic payment things. Make sure you're paying attention to when people have payments, so they make their payments, um, Another thing too, is just making sure that you have structures in place as far as like exercise videos and, you know, did you write up the descriptions and things like that? So those are just kind of some daily tasks. You may get people that have 
less equipment than some other people and you have to go out and film stuff. So yeah, my day is just kind of a mix of email, responding to clients, um, doing coaching calls with clients, taking videos if I need to, to fill the gaps in people's programs. And yeah, that's about it. I, I just try to, to narrow it down to those things and, and checking payments and things like that. And um, yeah, uh, um, online coaching isn't as complicated as it seems as long as you're organized. Okay. How do you deal with stress? I, <laughs> I don't. No, I, I deal with stress in a lot of different ways. And again, kind of that variety piece is like, you know, sometimes when I'm stressed out, um, I'm, and I'm really anxious. What I need is a walk. I need to go get outside and put my earbuds in. I need to breathe. And, and, you know, I live in Arizona, go look at the, the palm trees and, and breathe and relax and, and just be grateful for, for my life and the people I have in it and things like that. Other times I, um, I'll meditate. I really like that. Kick my feet up on the couch and shut my eyes and count my breaths. And, you know, that, that piece I know is really helpful for me on the end of like just being able to calm down, um, stress. I mean, also I kill a lot of stress in my workouts. Um, I'm definitely not out to just like destroy myself in workouts these days, but when you're stressed out, just being able to like channel it somewhere productive, like getting a nice lift in, that's always been something that's been very helpful for me. And I, and I would say like, don't take it too far. Like a lot of people will just kind of bury the, themselves and their problems in, in a workout. Don't do that. <laughs> but, um, but it, it's definitely helpful in that. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else <sighs> talking to people, talking about my problems, talking to, um, whether that's a counselor or like a close friend or a client and just talking about like what's going on in my life. It's weird because on one end as a coach, I like really want people to take ownership and responsibility of the things going on in their life and, and, you know, like, like bounce back and overcome and, but like on the other side of it, it's like, I really want them to like reach out for help and like, you know, like make sure they talk about their, their feelings and like what's on their mind and what they're going through and, and connecting with other people that either been through what they've been through or, you know, that, that just like understand and able to empathize with their situation. So there's a lot of different things you can do. So I would say it's just like, like I said, it's kind of a combination between, you know, a little bit of meditation, a little bit of working out, a little bit of just like leaning on your people, which we got to do a lot of, um, we got to do more of it. I got to do more of that. Um, okay. So let's look at this. How do you, how do you deal with the feel of failure? That's a good question. You know, what's funny is like, um, just going into this episode, I like started recording like two different times. I'm like, oh, that's not like shit. Gotta start over. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of failing all the time, but the, but the big thing that I've like learned to get over is just like doing it anyways. So I would say like the way to deal with the feel of failure is, is really just to realize like it's some of the times it's, it's a really illogical thing that's going on in your head. You're just thinking of like worst case scenario. Like, like say you start an exercise, your program, you're just like, I'm going to fail again. I f just like I failed before. And, and I'm never going to look like how I want to look. And, and people are going to judge me and, and I'm going to go and do this, you know, go do this workout in the gym and I'm gonna look like a, like a fucking idiot. And, but you can't do that because like those things are number one, no one's thinking those things. <laughs> which everybody's just watching their own bobber, right? Like everybody's like just worried about themselves in the gym. No one cares. It's, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Um, and also like, you just shouldn't be afraid to fail because it's like the people that like 
are able to overcome that feel of that fear of failure, like are the people that like get ahead in life because when everybody else is like worried about like failing in front of everybody and looking stupid, like you're just like, you know what? Like I am putting the work in, I'm going to get better at this. And in a couple months and in a couple years, when I pick my head up, I'm going to be really great at this. Like I do that with a podcast all the time. Am I perfect with a podcast? Do I always ask the best questions? Am I always like the most witty person? Like, no, but like maybe someday I will be. And you know, if I don't like sit down and make myself do this, it's just, you know, I'm never going to get to that point of like being, you know, the person I think I can be. So that's, that's what I would say. Just, you know, acknowledge that you feel, you know, acknowledge the fear, but like, don't let it get in the way of like, going out and doing it anyways because fuck it you have one life and i know that sounds corny but you cannot um you cannot let that like fear like over override like the things you know that you should be doing okay we're getting deep here today baby um okay so and then yeah how do you keep going when things get hard yeah like i said before i would i would just say like really leaning on your people and then just really like, I like one thing I like to do is like to, you get a little nostalgic, you know what I'm saying? Like you just kind of like think back and you do a little bit of reflection, just like think back where you were like a couple months ago, a year ago. It really puts things in perspective. Cause like, I, I know like I'm my, and we all are like, we're all our own like worst critics, right? Like no one's harder on yourself than you. And unless you're able to like put things in perspective when like things are getting hard, um, you know, it's really hard to keep going. So, you know, look at the other things you've overcome in your life. You usually always overcome them. You get through them, even when they're really hard. Um, I think if you can look back at most like, you know, big moments in your life that, that, that were really hard or really painful. Um, and, you know, and took it, you know, that took, that took a lot to get through. You made it, you're still alive. You know, you got through it and, you know, whatever you're dealing with today is no different as long as you can reach out to the people you need to and lean on them and keep moving forward, even when it's hard. Okay. Well, this one's, this one's really deep. (laughs) Um, How do you deal with loss? Um, I would say that I'm not, number one, I'm probably not the person to ask about this. Um, Number two, it's really like, there's like no one, (laughs) one size fits all way to like deal with things in your life. Um, I can say that I've lost like people close to my life and I've handled it completely unproductively. But with that said, I can also look at it now and like, look at like, you know, kind of like what I said before, like if you can get through those moments that like your life has a lot more perspective to it and you're stronger for it and all those, all those, you know, cliches, right. Um, you know, I would say like, again, just take it, take it one day at a time. And, you know, again, I keep going back to it, but it's like, you got to lean on your people and then, uh, you know, you just got to take care of yourself and you got to do what you can to like retain some, some normalcy in your life. Like I know, like I lost like a good buddy from high school and like my thing was like, I just leaned into the, um, like the drinking stuff, like that, that never gets you anywhere. Like, that's just the important thing. Like you should be able to like grieve and, and like feel bad and, um, you know, like process things the way you need to, but like, 
you know, just like realize like what's productive and like what's actually going to move you forward. Like, um, you know, if you're just like making all these negative actions in your life, they're not going to like bring you forward or make you feel any better. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say to that. I'm going to pull up some more questions now because I'm going to try to go about 30 minutes. <laughs> We're just kind of all over the place here. Um, okay. How do you bounce back from failure? I would say that this is like the most important thing out of anything that I tell clients is like, you, it's okay to have a cookie. It's okay. Like if you watch my story, you see me making all this pasta. It's okay to like not eat in line with your goals all the time, but it's like how you deal with it, how you bounce back and how you choose not to compound, um, a couple of like, you know, slip ups or, you know, or just like, like just being a little bit off the path, how you just don't compound that into more mistakes, right? Like if I'm going to get off the wagon, quote unquote, so to speak, um, can I, can I, when I have that piece of pie, can I have one piece and move on with my life? Or do I feel like I have to finish the whole damn thing? Okay. When I miss one workout, um, because my schedule's busy and I have something coming up around the holidays, um, am I able to just miss one workout and move on from it and not judge myself and jump back into my routine? Or do I go, Oh, you know, because I missed this, uh, you know, all my goals are, are, are over. It's, you know, this whole thing's done and that's just simply not true. Um, so I would say like the biggest way you can deal with like, you know, like any sort of like mistake or not even mistake, just like anytime you get off the path that you've set for yourself, just like don't compound your mistakes. If you know that it doesn't, it's not in line, like the action's not in line with your goals. That's okay. Sometimes you need to do that. Like I'll go and have some drinks with the boys every once in a while. No, that's not in line with my goals. Like anyone that knows me knows I like to have a good time. Um, and I, and I, and I, uh, you know, no apologies for that, but like, you know, do I turn it into a week long bender? Like, no. Okay. You know, so that's the way you gotta, the way you gotta look at it. Um, just don't compound your bad decisions. And this kind of brings me to something else too, that I noticed that's like really prevalent in the fitness industry too, is just like this all or nothing outlook on fitness or health and longevity and performance and things like that. They think it's like, just like one isolated thing. And they have this really all or nothing approach to everything. Like either I am on the wagon or off the wagon, either I'm eating healthier, I'm eating like crap or I'm, I'm working out or I'm not. You got to be able to just realize that like, once you move past sport and you have people organizing things for you and you know, you just, you just need to, to be able to continue fitness and movement and good nutrition and all these things across your life. So you can't, every time you make one slip up, you can't quit because unless you have a coach, you know, the only one that's holding you accountable is you. You can't just, you know, jump out of working out for three months out of the year and jump back in for one month. You know, nothing bad's, nothing good's going to come from that. I like to like think about like fitness the way like you would think about like a job, right? Like just because you miss one day of work because you're sick doesn't mean like you now just can't show up to your job, right? Like nothing good would happen from that. Or, you know, like you get into an argument in your relationship, like, okay, that doesn't mean that you compound it into like re this relationship's over. You got to like go and take the next best step forward. Um, because that's important. You can't, you can't let like a few things that happen, like, totally dictate like your decision-making going forward, if that makes sense. Well, let's keep looking at this. 
Okay. And what is your stance on drinking? My stance on drinking is like, I got to figure out how to, to word this. I drank a ton in college. I drank so much. I mean, you know, I was just at the bars all the time. I probably spent three or four days a week in the bars. And it's weird because on one end, it destroyed my health. It was very, very much not in line with like who I wanted to be as a person. And like my goals for myself, physically, mentally, emotionally, professionally, it, it wasn't, but it's weird because I have like this big group of very like close friends, like anybody that knows me, um, you know, you know, we have like these deep conversations and these long nights together. And yeah, it's weird because like on one end, I, you know, I really think that like drinking gets in the way of these big goals we set for ourselves. But, you know, I think I've learned as I get older, it's really about like, you got to remember the reasons you're going out and drinking in the first place. And you got to slow down, you got to savor your drinks and you got to enjoy the moment. Like a lot of guys that I know, you know, they won't admit that the, the reason they're going out and drinking is to hang out and chill with their buddies and maybe discuss things they wouldn't be comfortable with discussing otherwise. Right. It's a little deep, but you know, it's true. Like, you know, just like realize like the, 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 the purpose that drinking and like the camaraderie of hang out with your friends like serves and, and make sure you're still able to control yourself within the context of your goals and make sure that that doesn't, you know, that, that like, you know, that, that, uh, that want and that, that yearning to connect with the people in your life doesn't like throw out all the rest of your goals, you know, got to be able to like calm down and, and reel yourself in and not turn, like I said, compounding turn, turn, you know, a couple of drinks into you're drinking the whole night to you're drinking the next day to you're, you know, you get where I'm going with that. Yeah, looks like that's all we got for today. And um, oh, a big thing too, um, got Jonathan Goodman coming up on Friday. Really excited for that. Shout out to Jonathan for coming on the show. This guy is like a really big deal in what I do as far as online training. He's essentially like, you know, he's written a book on online training. He um, is the guy that basically shows you how to you know, move into kind of a hybrid or online training job from, you know, training in person. You're really, really, really going to want to listen to this guy if you're a fitness entrepreneur or you're even just interested in online training. This guy's a really smart guy and I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. So yeah, this is my little shout out to Jonathan for coming on the show. And um, I'll be doing that in the next two days. I'll be doing that on Friday with him. So stay tuned for that. That'll be the next episode coming up. And again, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and, and, and just kind of hanging with me while I get the hang of this podcast thing. Um, really got a ton of love and, and appreciation for all you guys. So um, you guys have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in.